Welcome to a bonus episode of the Oregon Transition Podcast. In case you haven't heard one of our bonus episodes before, it's a lot like going to the store and finding those perfect pair of pants that match the shirt that you bought four months ago that wouldn't match anything in your closet. It's amazing. We are about to bring you another dose of amazing. On our main episode, you met Jordan Spires, who was a student in Southern Oregon who produced a segment for the Oregon Transition Podcast. And when we say produced, not only did she record, not only did she find the interviews, she edited, she put it all together. She found the music from underneath. This is Jordan's podcast. And now we would like to present Jordan's podcast in its entirety. Take it away, Jordan. Hi guys, I'm Jordan Spires and I'm interviewing Jen today from the foundation. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. I have a few questions for you. Are you ready? I am ready. What is the purpose of the foundation? The foundation is dedicated to providing our region's children and adults with intellectual or developmental disabilities opportunities to experience and explore the national environment to find their passion. That's a good statement for the foundation. What is your job here? My job here is an instructor. As an instructor, riding instructor, I plan lessons for students. I make sure that horses are ready for lessons. I teach lessons both on the ground and for riding. And I also make sure horses are ridden daily so that they're ready for our students. So that I ride them on the ground, train them on in on the ground so that they're better partners for our students. What groundwork do you work with them on? So groundwork, we work with them on leading so that they so that they listen to the horse handler or rider as well. Well, so we teach them how to stop from cues from my body and we teach them to go cues from my body as well. What are the benefits of riding a horse? Wow, there's lots of benefits of riding a horse, but horses give people unconditional love and acceptance. That's one of the biggest benefits of being around horses. And working with an animal that weighs more than a thousand pounds can help give confidence to riders as well. Because you think about being able to control a big giant animal, and that gives a lot of confidence for people who don't have a horse. Riding horses also helps our students to learn life skills such as balance, posture, discipline, focus, and empathy. Empathy is being able to think about someone or something besides themselves. What advice would you give someone who's never been in a horse and they come up with an animal that's 16 times bigger than they are? <laughs> well, the first thing is to, to realize that it's a prey animal and so that we need to be not act like we're fearful because if we act like we're fearful, they pick up on those cues. So if we act confident, then they have confidence in us. We need to be good leaders. How does riding help with learning disabilities? So sometimes the movement of a horse can connect neural pathways in the brain uh, that in different ways that from other therapies. And one of the reasons that it does that is contact with horses triggers a hormonal process in people that promotes, uh, reduces stress and enhances well-being. Riding triggers a lot, over a hundred movements in a rider in a person as well. A lot of their movements are similar to our movements. So it, they can work with people who have mobile disabilities as well. Um, it helps people to focus as well. And then it, many people with disabilities have problems with fine motor skills. So learning how to brush the horse or hold the brush or doing small buckles or snaps or stuff like that, holding the reins, learning how to use their body to stop the horse. That's all things that, that help with our daily lives, help with your, your fine motor skills. 
And then working with an instructor and holding a conversation can help you practice words and sentences as well. Working together as a team to get a horse tacked or untacked can help because it's really good for social learning, for learning how to share tasks and how to do things with other people. What is the average speed of a horse? Ah, that's a good one. Horses have three main gates, the walk, the trot or the jog, and the canter or the lope. The different words for the trot or the jog or the canter or lope depend on the discipline. But they're the same gait, basically. The walk averages about four miles an hour. The trot between 12 and, or 10 and 12, and the canter between 12 and 15. Now we have a horse who has a special gait. His name is Leo, and he actually has a running walk that's about the same speed as a trot. So that averages between eight and 12 miles an hour as well. Where would be the best place to start riding if you haven't ridden a horse? If you've never ridden a horse, a place like the foundation would be a great place to start. But any place that teaches lessons, because it's always easier to learn to do something you've never done before from someone who's already knows how to do it. Where did you in, like what type of style of would you start in? Would you start in like English or would you start in Western? What? Well, it kind of depends. Um, for people without disabilities, it just depends on what where they want to go with, with their riding. But for people with disabilities, we actually kind of look at their body structure and the uh, movement or capabilities that they have. Sometimes we start off in what's called a natural ride, which is basically pad with a handle so you can feel the horse's movement better. Do you pair a horse to different learning disabilities? So we don't necessarily have specific horses for specific disabilities. It's, it's on a case-by-case -case basis. So we meet a new rider and we look at what their physical capabilities are, their mental capabilities, and then other, any other challenges that they might have. And then we, we try to match those challenges with, with horses. So some of our horses have different gates, like Leo. He has a special running walk which is easier to ride than a trot. So we might pair somebody who has maybe not quite as much muscle capability with Leo. Some of our horses are smoother. Some of our horses are wider in the barrel. So we look at all of that stuff when we pair them. Um, so it's not necessarily that they that specific disabilities work with specific horses. Now we have, you know, some, sometimes we'll look at a horse or a rider and maybe a rider who has lots of verbal outbursts or, you know, maybe lots of jerky and spastic movements may not be the best fit for our more sensitive soul like Rainy. So we kind of try to look at that as well. What type of horse skills do people learn here? So we, we do a lot of things on the ground. One of the things that people come and learn to do is how to brush the horse. We, sometimes they learn how to take care of them, to pick out, clean out their stalls or, or feed them. Some horses come, just come and our students just come and take our horses for a walk or our small animals. Um, and that's really good for people, you know, who maybe they can't ride, but they want to interact with the horses. They take one of our, our miniatures or even our large horses out on the trail and take them for a walk. Uh, we also teach riding lessons so you can learn as pretty much as far as you want to go in your riding lessons and one of the cool things about riding is just like you know learning to play a musical instrument or bake or something like that it's something where you're always learning so even I myself I'm still learning how to ride and so that makes me a better teacher every time I learn something what are the horses names we have nine horses here seven large ones and two miniature horses our big horses are Callie, Rainy, Kit Kat, Leo, Twister, Pete, and Raisin and then our two miniature horses are Libby and Tinkerbell. Would you like to meet them later? Sure.